Blog Talk Radio. Million black victims of Americanism are waking up, and they're gaining a new political consciousness, becoming politically mature. And as they become uh, develop this political maturity, they're able to see the recent trends in these uh, political elections. They see that the whites are divided; that every time they vote. Uh, the race is so close, they have to go back and count the votes all over again. And it, it, which means that any block, any minority that has a block of votes that stick together is in a strategic position. Either way you go, that's who gets it. You're, you're in a position to determine who go to the White House and who stay in the doghouse. You're the one who has that power. You can keep Johnson in Washington, D.C., or you can send him back to his Texas cotton patch. You're the one who sent Kennedy to Washington. You're the one who put the present Democratic administration in Washington, D.C. The whites were evenly divided. It was the fact that you threw 80% of your votes behind the Democrats that put the Democrats in the White House. When you see this, you can see that the Negro vote is the key factor. And despite the fact that you are in a position to, de to be the determining factor, what do you get out of it? The Democrats have been in Washington, D.C. only because of the Negro vote. They've been down there four years. And all other legislation they wanted to bring up, they brought it up and gotten it out of the way, and now they bring up you. And now they bring up you. You put them first, and they put you last. Uh, this is your man, JT Live, right here on the Spoken Section Podcast. I am your host. Man, this is a special edition show. Today, we're talking about the ballot of the bullet, the status of the African-American vote today, and I am so happy to be here to bring you this topic. Whew, it's been a long week. Um, man, so much stuff going on, and um, I am uh, glad to be here with you all today. I just wanted to... Uh, Thank everybody that's uh, listening in today on our show. We have some special guests for you today. I'm excited to have these gentlemen in the building. I call them social media uh, activists. Uh, these brothers, I know I've seen them uh, and read their works, oh man, almost for the last 10 years for most of them. And that's funny how that social media has, you know, it's, it's really becoming a fabric uh, uh, to what we do in American society and in the world. But um, I want to bring them on in just one minute. We're going to talk about the Ballot of the Bullet, the status of the African-American vote. If you want to like our show, you can like our show page right here on Blog Talk Radio. So you can just click the button and follow us. You can also download as well, download the show as well. You can uh, go to our Facebook page, The Smoking Section Podcast, and uh, make sure you tune in there as well. And we have a lot of different videos, a lot of different content that we put on our social media page, and we want to grow that. So I want to thank everybody for being in the building tonight. Yes, I had to pull up the Malcolm X, the ballot, his famous speech from uh, 1964, the ballot of the bullet that he spoke in uh, Detroit, Michigan. And, and I think it's, it's one of the more uh, telling uh, um, speeches on the African-American vote and how we can control our own destiny uh, with, with our particular votes. And I want to talk about some of those things. I also want to talk about gerrymandering, the things that control the vote today. It uh, used to be for the people. Now the politicians control who vote for them in certain states. So we want to get to that as well. Um, I just want to encourage everyone to be safe out there. 
you know, with the coronavirus going on, you know, make sure you adhere to the, the medical advice that's being given uh, by the professionals. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, things that you're going to read uh, about uh, the coronavirus, a lot of rumors, a lot of uh, fear mongering. But listen to the listen to the professionals, listen to the infectious disease doctors, listen to uh, the scientists who know and, and find credible sources or you just call your doctor and find out. So I want to thank everybody. Um, for doing that. Whew. Well, I, I've been, if, if you've been listening to the podcast last couple of weeks, this is episode five here. This is a special, uh, a special edition. So um, I, I, I want to bring it. Um, I, I've been talking about voting because today is Super Tuesday uh, in the United States, March 17th. And, and today is election day and you have your candidates out there. And, and from a democratic perspective, you know, I, I really don't have a, it's hard for me to choose. It's hard for me to choose. And I've said this. I mean, I had an early vote, so I voted early. But, you know, to kind of pick some of these candidates, I, I don't know, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, I'm, I'm kind of up in the air on either one of those guys. I, I'm not sold on them. But it's time, I believe, for African-Americans. I don't believe that we should start a different political party, but I do think that we need to control our vote. And I think that we need to make sure that our vote counts, not just at the ballot, but is in regards to uh, fundamental changes that need to happen in the African-American community, in particular, the economics. And so these are some things that um, I believe to I believe that need to happen in order for us to go forward. Now, I'm going to bring my guests into the show. And um, the first gentleman I'm going to bring on, I, um, I had an opportunity uh, to meet and talk to. And, and he's one of the more uh, most intelligent uh, um, people. I've been around very thorough, and, and he definitely knows what he's talking about. Um, he he's he's he served he served our country, <laughs> you know, and, and he's done a lot of great things um, socially. And he's an activist. I call him an activist. He's a social media activist, but he's also an activist uh, in his community. And that's uh, Mr. Galano Davis. Mr. Galano Davis, you're in the building. How you doing there, uh, Jeffrey Thomas? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, I'm, you know, I'm excited and ecstatic about hearing you. This is your first time on the Smoking Section podcast as we unveil this new podcast that we, we're doing now. And um, I appreciate you being with us. Well, it's a pleasure to be on the uh, Smoking uh, Podcast. Uh, I appreciate what you do, JT. And also, it's a pleasure to be part of your also, Chi-Town Sports Nation, which is on uh, Facebook. So I appreciate what you do uh, for the people and your activism. Appreciate you, good brother. The next gentleman I'm going to bring in, I've, uh, man, I, I, I knew him a long time ago and um, played football here in the Chicagoland area. And um, I call him the, the shock jock of Facebook and because he, he knows how to stir up a conversation. And he knows how to get people all riled up. He, if you go to his page, you'll see people. They, he'll have thousand comments on his page. And even in our sports group, I remember back when we had the uh, ranked top five sports Chicago. Jesse would have a thousand uh, comments. So, without further ado, Jesse Evans in the building. Hello. Hey, yeah, uh, in, Jesse? I'm just happy. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. I get to be with uh, JT. Uh, GD, 
And uh, Eddie, so it should be an interesting oh, yeah. show. And uh, of course, I love hearing myself talk. So, <laughs> so I'm looking. I'm, I'm really yeah, looking forward to uh, having there. a fun hour. You know, uh, especially with some uh, opinionated brothers. Um, can't go wrong with that. So I'm looking forward to it, and um, I, I love the topic. So something we need to talk about in our community, and um, I just hope by the time we finish, all you guys be on board with me and. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be uh, having a happy show <laughs> Well we, we definitely do see about that today Oh no, thanks appreciate you me, being out now, The next brother No problem, the next brother I'm going to bring in is Man, this dude I mean, he's 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 very knowledgeable About the subject, and I, I call him He's a he's a true social media activist In, in the sense that he cares about uh, African American people and, and their plight And their struggle, and their move forward And, and he's one of our younger voices uh, and speaking for our youth uh, today. So, without further ado, I'm gonna bring my man Eddie Brown in the building. Eddie, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, fellas, man? Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, let's see uh, what we got going, and let, let's get it on, man. Um, I think this is a very important topic <laughs> to talk about, and uh, <clears throat> I'm interested to see everybody's take on it, as well as uh, share my own. But um, I, I appreciate you inviting me on the podcast, man. Hey, man, I appreciate having all of you all in here today. And, um, you know, I, I just, I'm, voting, I, I think, is, it's, it's a very important um, issue in, in our society today. And then we go all the way back, and, and I go back to the black suffrage, and, and we go back to the black codes, and, and we go back to the time in which uh, the African-American man, I think it was 1870, we were given the right to vote. I want to know from each one of you, and I'll start with Galano, what's the importance of voting? How does that impact us? Well, Jay-Z, uh, I would say this. The uh, importance of voting goes back to what you said, uh, 1870, when African Americans, uh, based off the 15th Amendment, was given the opportunity to vote, but obviously uh, Jim Crow did not allow that and wanted to 1965 because of poll taxes and things of that nature that we were allowed to vote. But uh, voting is very important, especially in the African-American community. Why? Because it controls the uh, economics that we have. It controls the power of the country. It controls the power of the districts, the cities, the states. So we as African-Americans, if we want to have a piece of that American pie, we need to vote. Mm-hmm. Jesse, same question. I'm curious to think, what's, what's your take on, on the African-American in voting today's society? Well, you know, like, there's always different levels of voting. You know, you have the uh, federal, the state, and the local voting. Of course, to me, uh, local local voting is, way, like, like, the most important because that impacts you, like, directly, you know, and that's where you're going to have the biggest impact. Uh, state voting comes next, and then federal voting comes after that. And, like, the only way you can have your voice heard and whichever way you choose to have your voice heard is to vote. I mean, that's really, I mean, well, now we have social media, but voting, I mean, you can't change anything if you don't vote. And, you know, getting people on the same page to vote is probably the biggest factor. So one person voting is not going to make that big of a difference, but voting in blocks, I think, can make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Eddie, your thoughts? Uh, I kind of want to add on to what Jesse said. Um, voting, of course, is very important. Uh, but I think it's 
what's more important for black people, though, is to get on one page and have somewhat of an agenda uh, to vote. Of course, voting is very important because we can't move the needle if we don't vote. But we got to be able to go in a in a certain direction to where it you know it helps us as a as a people. Um, but of course, voting locally, voting state, and voting federal it's all very important. But uh, we just can't cast the vote just to say we voted. Well, we we got to have some type of agenda or target or something we shoot for as a whole, not just individually. Okay. And I, I, you know what, just listening to, to the three of you, you know, just kind of bring out some of the similarities in it. I'm, I'm always uh, conflicted on the voting and I, and I know we should vote and I truly believe that we should get out and vote. Uh, but I'm always conflicted uh, when African-Americans don't vote. And I'm, I'm thinking about 2012, they said that 66% of the eligible black voters voted um, for, for President Obama. And so, and and that you know tremendously carried uh, weight in regards to the election, and they put them over the top. And even if we have someone in office who looks like us, how has our community changed changed with the votes? I mean, has it really changed? I mean, anybody can kind of pick up on that topic because we're telling people to vote, and I know it's important that we vote, but I mean, our are our communities really being affected by it, and even sometime on a local level? Well, I, I love to jump in there because uh, this is something that me and uh, GD go back and forth on, or well, I don't go back and forth on all the time, you know, between uh, our thoughts on uh, this particular topic. And my my thoughts is that we're still, you know, like I believe like we're still so caught up in like voting in the 60s and voting in the 70s that we're still voting on things that make us feel good. You know, and like we're voting on like, like, like ending racism and stuff like that that I don't think would never happen in the system. And instead of voting, you know, instead of voting on, um, I think what's more important is that we vote on classism because that changes communities. That changes, you know, uh, that directly impacts us. Like, you know, putting things in different neighborhoods to like uh, bring up certain um, uh, demographics of the population. You know, and Voting with other people, like, uh, and not people that just look like you, but people that make the same amount of money as you, you know, like, because, like, like so, for example, you know, um, if I'm voting, uh, you know, I want to vote for people that struggle to pay their light bill just like me. I don't care what color they are. I mean, the, the goal is to not have to struggle to pay your light bill, you know, or the goal is to not have to choose, like, whether you're going to pay rent over um, uh getting medication, you know, those should be more the goal. So I, I think we should focus more on classism than racism. And I think, you know, we have a perfect example of that out there now with Joe Biden, who's catering to black people emotions and, uh, and uh, Bernie Sanders who catered to black people pockets, you know, but as of today, we're still voting on um, the emotional aspect of like uh, being hurt and, you know, being sensitive, I think, instead of the logical one of, like, I just don't have enough money. So those are my thoughts. Hey, and and, and I, I, I'm curious to hear from everybody else on the similar topic, but if you look at the history of black people, we are the people. And sometimes people tap into emotions regarding voting. I mean, do we have the political maturity 
because I do understand, I mean, you talk about classism, and that is very, very important. But the one thing that is us is color. So at any point, we can kind of discriminate it against. And so how do we get past, how do we get our issues and our agendas? GD, I'm, uh, I want it from you on I'm sorry, JT. It was kind of hard to hear. Um, yeah, you kind of broke up a lot. Oh, did I break up? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. much, much better. Okay. I, I, Jesse had mentioned the class, and so I, I just kind of wanted to 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 understand is is it you know the the thing about class is that it can be easily divided, and so being that we're African Americans, we can easily switch that out. And say, you know, well, well, black people have to deal with their issues. We vote emotionally. So what if President Obama, basically because he was black, for the most part, most people did. How do we get beyond that and get our needs met? Well, to uh, Eddie, Eddie Brown's point, uh, which I do agree with, as well as Jesse to a certain extent, we have to have an agenda. And as far as I'm concerned, most African-American voters – uh, as well as our African-American leaders, don't have an agenda. Okay, you have the uh, LBGTQ community. They come with agenda, and they come with agenda, and what happens is things happen for them so far as, you know, mm-hmm. don't ask, don't tell, go away, and a lot of other things happen for them. But uh, it seems like the African-Americans and our black leaders don't have an agenda. So if you don't have an agenda and you come to some of these political leaders, you you don't get anything, and and what happens is, you wind up your vote kind of don't mean nothing other than you voted for a Democrat. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Eddie, how do we how do we make our vote count? Because uh, right now I don't and and Galano, you mentioned black leaders. Do we have any black leaders? I mean, it, it, do we need black leaders today? I mean, where, where are we going with this? Well, I'll let Eddie uh, chime in and see what he has to say. Okay, well, I'm going to say this uh, to the point of the black leader thing. Uh, Black leaders, that's kind of a stigma that they put on black people. Uh, Mm -hmm. Who who is the white leader? You see what I'm saying? Who who, who are the Asian leaders? Who are the quote-unquote Jewish leaders like we're the only set of people that quote unquote look for a leader. And I think that's part of the the problem. The problem is bigger than just voting or not voting. I think that's part of the bigger problem is black people. First off, look for leaders. If we had all black people on a, on a certain code that acted in a certain way and we knew what we wanted and we knew that we wouldn't move until we got it, we wouldn't need a leader. So if the uh, the quote unquote uh, bigger groups or majority looked at JT as a leader, if if something happened to JT, the movement continues. See that that's the point of not having we we have to be leaderless, and we have to move on a code. Um, we need everybody to be the leader, but it, it doesn't need to be a sole leader because. At the points where we had leaders, they what did they do to our leaders? MLK, gone. Malcolm X, gone. Even before then, Marcus Garvey, they got him out of here. Like, when you pinpoint a so-called black leader, that leader is targeted. 
Fred Hampton. I mean, all of that. So we have to mm-hmm. be on a certain code to where even if they think they distinguish a leader, if that leader is taken out, we the movement continues on. Now, as far as to to piggyback off Guilano, we do have to have an agenda. And I think that agenda starts basically with our economic base. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to buy black. We have to spend black. And, and, a, and a lot of us get... And when I say us, I mean black people. We get shamed into uh, spending money with our own. I seen I seen something a guy posted the other day because of the coronavirus and everything is going on. He's taking a picture in front of the in front of an Asian restaurant. This is a black guy, and saying, "Hey, because of the coronavirus, we need to support our Asians." But how many times have you done that? through social media or however about your own people. Hmm. Asians hmm. Asians spend with the Asians spend with their own and they grow their economic base. Jew, the Jews spend with their own, they grow their economic base. And this is how they're able to come to the table, if they're coming to the table, to talk to politicians and say, Hey, this is what we have. We will back your campaign with this, but this is what we want. If we can't get this, you won't get back. We have to have an economic base. And the thing is, like y'all said, we vote off emotion. You can come to the church and you can buy fish plates and sing in the choir and, and kiss our babies, and we're satisfied. We'll, we'll go to the ballot. We'll vote for you. And then once, once, that person, once that person gets in office and reneges on what they promised us, then, then we up Craps Creek again for four more years, two, uh, uh, eight more years, or whatever it may be. Right. No. I, I like uh, uh, Jesse, go ahead. Because uh, I think I think black people get like a bad rap. I mean, black black people are improving just as well as any other group. Like, so I mean, I don't know too many black people that says like, "What do our leaders say?" or "Who this?" I don't even know too many black people that follow leaders. You know, but it's something that's a stigma that's attached to us, like we're looking to other people. We're not sure. looking to anybody else to speak for us, but that's what everybody else say. Do you know anybody that's like, hey, I got to wait to see what Jesse Jackson did or Louis Farrakhan or, like, if you're religious, maybe Louis Farrakhan if you go to his church. But outside of his church, nobody's, like, waiting to see what Louis Farrakhan say. So I think this whole notion of, like, black leaders – you know, it's like something that's just thrown out there, but there's no proof given that black people follow somebody, you know. Uh, same thing even with uh, President Obama. Half the people didn't agree with a lot of things he did, you know, and although they voted for a black president, but so did more than half the white people. So it's not like that black people just supported him because he's black. Yeah, a lot of people did, but you also got to understand that a lot more black people are becoming more educated. A lot more be- black people are becoming more uh, independent financially A lot more black people are coming into money Or working great jobs You know so the whole black people thing Is like because we're not a monolithic People where everybody's doing the same thing I mean we got GD who's like a well decorated uh, Military Washington person All over you know we have people all over You know what I mean I mean we have people All over the spectrum so it's not like Black people, you can't keep saying like black people do this, black people do that. Have a lot of black people are not supporting Joe Biden. A lot of black people are not supporting Bernie Sanders. There's some black people supporting Trump. You know, so 
And then when it comes to spending money, we can spend money with black people all day. They're not putting money back into the community. It doesn't matter. Half of them don't even live in the community. Even if they have businesses in the community, they get money and they're no longer like having the black issues or the black problems. You know, they start to have money problems. So, mm-hmm. and they're probably not voting with us. You know, they're probably voting for their pocketbooks. So, I think it's like trying to group black people and say, that's the problem we're coming into. Because, like, like, like there's no Asian agenda, or there's no Hispanic agenda. Hispanics are all over the place with their dogs. You know, uh, Jewish people are all over the place. The only reason why Jewish get so much uh, things done in Washington is because the Jewish lobby is that's paid by Israel, not the local Jews here, or not the local Jewish people here. You know, so we, I think when we try to group black people, that's the problem is that we'll never have the same, like, we'll never have the same agenda. Never, because mm-hmm. you living in Chicago or GD living in Washington or me living in Madison, there's no way we're going to have a, an agenda that addresses our needs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure well, things that you face every day, JT, and Eddie face every day, and GD face every day is different than what I face every day living in Madison. So that's the problem is that we think we ought to be on the same page. There's no way you're going to get, you know, 30 million people on the same page. I mean, rich blacks have different. I disagree with that to a certain extent, but go ahead. Rich blacks have different problems than poor blacks. You know, uh, middle-income blacks have different issues than poor blacks and than rich blacks. So there's no way that we're going to come up with a black agenda. I mean, what would it entail? You know, like, I mean, I don't even know what it would entail. Like, is this something I think that we get so consumed with that we can't see the forest through the trees? You know, because, like, it's something that we're told that we need to pay attention to that's not even real. But I I think to a certain extent, I mean, we we have to look at that because the one thing that binds us all together is race. So if something happens, you know, we we have to come to one thing that brings us together. But I do believe, and and even though, I mean, I, I don't live in the inner cities of Chicago anymore, there are still issues that need to be addressed. Those issues haven't been addressed, regardless of who's been president, uh, who's been the mayor of Chicago, with the exception of Harold Washington, when change was really, Harold Washington was actually making some fundamental changes in the community. So I, I think, you know, when you have people, you mentioned it, you talked about the Jewish lobbyists. I mean, we need lobbyists. We don't have a lot of African-American but lobbyists. But those are from Israel. Lobby. Those are from Israel. But, but that's, it's still Jewish. And 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 Jews, but they're not, you they're know, not promoting the Jew, they're not promoting the agenda in America for Jewish people. They're promoting the well, Israel. Well, agenda. let me just say this, Jesse. It's 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 global. See, they have a global agenda. Right. We don't we don't right. necessarily well, have a I global mean, agenda. Sort we're of, not tied. I mean, no, we're not tied into Africa. We're not tied into because we don't we don't have that. And so, in in Israel, and and I'll tell you this just from experience living in Israel. I mean, the, the nationalism with that country and the, and the people there, I mean, they, uh, Israelis can come here and if Jewish, you can, co- you can go to Israel without any, you know, expected to go. Yeah, but, but, but that's a total, like, different subject. That's like a global, like, that's different ah. than, like, black people living here and Jewish people living here. Because there's a lot of poor Jewish people that's, like, worse off than a lot of black people. So you go to some of those New York that. communities. 
Go to some of those New York communities and you will see a lot of poor Jewish communities. That's like the perfect, you know, that's like thinking like um, the uh, perfect Asian theory. You know, like they all are smart. They all like, like, dude, you go to the, some of these poor communities, it doesn't matter what race they are, they're poor. They're broke. I have <laughs> I, I haven't seen that just to the extent that I see it on the south side in Inglewood. We talk about poverty. I haven't exactly. seen that. But I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Eddie jump in and and Galano, you jump in on this topic. Uh, I, I'm gonna say this like I said, I, I disagree with Jesse to a certain extent. Uh, regardless of if you're rich or you're poor, being black, or if you quote unquote pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, which we never had boots. But that's a different that's a different topic. But regardless of your if you're rich and you're poor, black people, rich or poor, should agree that the racial wealth gap in this country is significant. And it's been that way for years. Forever. Now 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 as a rich person, regardless of who you are, whether you're a, a uh, uh, Bob Johnson or Jordan or whoever, where you are now, if you can't agree that the racial wealth gap in this country is significant, then you're not for us. That's what I'm saying about the part of an agenda. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that black people are going to agree on 100%. Because like you said, if you're in Madison, what you're facing in Madison is going to be like, – I just moved to the Atlanta area. So what you're facing in Madison may be different to what I'm facing here, right? I'm sure but, it is. But me and you, Jesse, can sit down and, and agree and say the black the, – the, the racial wealth gap in this country is overwhelmingly significant, significantly different than, you know, than what's – what white people? Oh, I 100 percent agree with that. Right, and see, that's what and I'm that's saying. That's why I say classism. Well, well, if we well, can agree, if we can, that that that's a part of the agreement and a part the part of an agenda, the piece of an agenda that we can grow on and move forward on. That's what I'm saying. Well, I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my spin. Uh, and Jesse, I appreciate your kind words. Uh, I don't know who paid you to say that, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> here, here's my deal, and I, I kind of agree with uh, uh, Eddie, but I, I I do look at it a little bit different. So far as leadership, we have always had leaders throughout our country, all the way back uh, to Frederick Douglass, W. E. Du Bois, etc. And so, when you are a minority and you are trying to move toward a, a revolution or movement, uh, there's going to be a leader. Uh, but back to Eddie's point, and I kind of slightly disagree with my good friend uh, Jesse. Uh, when you talk about the Jewish community or any other race, I mean, all the way back to J.P. Morgan, Rothschild, all the way up to your Jewish candidate here, uh, 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 Jesse, with uh, Sanders and then Bloomberg, who just dropped out. Uh, they come together, and they control their money, and they control most of the banks. Same thing when you talk about class, Jesse. I mean, the Hispanic community, they don't talk about class. They come together, and they stick together, and they do things together, and they're successful together. Go into a Hispanic community anywhere in our country, you'll see the success. 
Go to Chinatown in Chicago there on 22nd and Sermont. You will see Chinese banks. You will see Chinese restaurants. You will mm-hmm. see Chinese everything. They don't work. They don't run around to Eddie's point talking about. Oh, what about the black and brown people in class? Right. They were right. about their people. When you go to the Hispanic community, they they, they you, you don't see black folks selling tacos. Okay. Right. But you'll see. Mexican people or Hispanic people selling chicken wings to black people, or you see black people standing in front of an Asian restaurant talking about we need to help them. We try to, as black people, help everybody else except help ourselves and come together and be informed to be able to make a vote that counts. And I think no, the vote counts man. at every <laughs> level. Huh? <laughs> like, this is like. This, I mean, we we like we're we're looking at such a minute thing that we're forgetting the bigger picture. There's tons of Hispanic people that's in poverty that can't afford to live places that's homeless. Like, there's tons of them. We look at one example and be like, oh, yeah, you go there and they got uh, they're helping each other. Like a lot of them is not helping each other. A lot of them is poor, just like us. You know, a lot of them people, more more people are poor than making it. You go but to those to our, communities. Not to our degree, though. Not to our degree, though, Jesse. When you look at the yeah. black community, it's, it's, it's at a totally different degree. If you go to. Not every black community Chicago, is like that. Not I'm, every black community last, is like Inglewood. The, 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 <laughs> I'm telling you. It's a totally. But, look, if you, if you go down to the bluff down here in Atlanta. It's, yes, you're gonna find some worse. black communities that's screwed that, up all over the country. Tell- I agree. This is this is but this every is community is not country. like Inglewood. Every community is not. Every black community is not just just uh, depression but Jesse, and but Jesse, Jesse, going back to voting uh, and going back to the state level, to the city level, to the local level, which you talked about. Okay, who do you think runs? Inglewood in that black community. Who do you think is in charge politically in Seventh Ward? Okay, who do you think is in charge politically uh, at the federal level? Okay, those are black right. politicians who are not doing a darn thing for Inglewood, Southside Chicago, Seventh Ward, etc. Okay, yeah, collecting so it's, it collecting goes a to, check. They but it goes back to the people voting the same people over and over. So. Well, How, like, who fault is that, Jesse? Who fault is who fault is uh, the people voting the same people being over and over? That's just what people exactly. are conditioned to. It's not just black people though; it's and, all people. But, but well, I let think, me just say this before we before we move on. Goes to, let me let me jump I in think really it goes quick. To, go ahead, GD, Let me jump in. You you hold hold that top. Uh, hold 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 that thought. Uh, this is the battle of the bullet. The status of the African American vote. Uh, this is episode five right here on the Smoking Section podcast. We're, we're broadcasting on Blog Talk Radio. You can download this this podcast. Keep it to yourself. Follow us on Facebook, the Smoking Section podcast. Make sure you get in on that as well. Um, we have this is a very good topic, and now it's starting to heat up. It's starting to warm up, and, and I'm loving this. <laughs> Um, we have my man Galato Davis. He's in the building. Jesse Evans. He's in the building. And Eddie Brown in the building. I call them social media activists, but these brothers do a lot of different things uh, uh, outside of that. And the commentary is very important. 
that's the reason why I wanted to bring them in. We do have a question in the queue, so we do have somebody holding us for 314. I'll, I'll be with you in one moment. I see you with your hand up uh, asking a question. Galano, but uh, go ahead and finish your point because I, I, I really want to hear that. And, and Jesse, no. I, uh, but before I get to Galano, I, I will say this. Um, do need an agenda for our community because we need to bring ourselves to the table respectively. And I yep. don't think we're doing but that what right now. what agenda is going to bring all the black people on. to the table? With, because, because, see, what, let me, and this is funny that you, that you mentioned this, because I remember, man, maybe almost 30 years ago having a sociology class, and the sociology professor was talking about the permanent underclass. And that mm-hmm. permanent underclass was majority African-American who they were talking about, and they specifically were talking about the west side of Chicago. And that there's a permanent underclass. I remember when I grew up in the projects, 4525 Federal in Chicago, Mm -hmm. Robert Taylor uh, projects. Mm -hmm. I remember my family wanting to move out. It was only a temporary stay. When I was working, uh, uh, teaching in schools, you had kids who were generational there. And they were generation after generation. Their mother lived there. Their grandmother lived there. That's not where we're supposed to be. So there's an issue there that's not being addressed. So I, I want us to look at the, the whole picture because we are a specific group. And I do agree with you. It is class. But here's the thing that separates the class. We're black. And so we could easily be, you know, at, at, at any moment, you know, you can Caucasian gentlemen move ahead of us based off privilege alone. And that mm-hmm. we could be pushed to the back. So I think there's a bigger picture here when you're looking at, 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 at the entire scope of, of the class. The permanent underclass, which is majority African-American in this country, <laughs> it is. You do have some whites who are poor, and I have seen some in, in some A of the suburban areas. But, it, it, oh, it is, but, but not the, the major focus is what I'm saying. And, and I'm dealing specifically with African-Americans and our issues. Do you know how so many farmers are out there like, begging for but, government but, but subsidies? But Jesse, Jesse. Jesse, do you hear what you just said, though? Poor farmers. What? How many people in yeah. Inglewood even have the resources to try to farm? You see what I'm saying? How many right. people what in Inglewood have the resources to attempt to farm? That's my whole point. Like, you guys want to keep basing it but, on race when it's more about class than it is race. Like, mm, if we yeah. get the resources to Inglewood, that would solve a lot of the Inglewood problems. The ah, problem is so, we're not bringing... So, so why? Aren't the resources there though? That's, that's not an point, accident because we're having a class that's not warfare. An accident. Yes, that's, that's not an accident because we want to keep poor people poor. Ah, that's and we want to continue to separate but, people. But, we want to continue but, to separate people by race, by gender, by religion, by uh, but, sexual preference, and as long as poor people keep focusing but, on these things, we will never ever figure out. How to get resources to the people that need them? Okay, go on. Is, 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 is that is that on black people though? It's that, on poor people to come together and see the clearness mm, of what but, is going on and have been going on. You think white rich but, white people care about poor white people, or they don't care no more than they care about poor black people? You think rich black people mm. really really care about poor black people? No, because they're not really putting their money back in the hood. Hey, let me see what I'm my, 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 my dear Jesse. I uh, 
I hear you, uh, and I care about all people, but you, you, you very rarely hear a Hispanic person go on public TV and say, oh, what about the black people? You'd never exactly. hear an Indian person go on TV and say, exactly. oh, what about the black people? Exactly. What, they what don't does that do? How does that let, make or break let, anything? Let, let, me, let me finish my point, and you can disagree, which you usually do. So when it comes to the urban communities, <laughs> all right, when it comes to urban communities, you have Hispanics, you have Indian people come open up liquor stores as well as Arabs. You have uh, yep. uh, 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 all these other ethnicities come make money off of black folks. And then they take their money back to their communities to help their communities. And they ain't talking about no class. We are the only people. They always talk about class, and that's why we don't No, we're have not nothing. the only people. Going back to the agenda, going back to the agenda, the seventh ward, black on black crime. You got a black alderman. You got a black uh, 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 U.S. attorney. I mean, a, a congresswoman. You have all black folks. Are we talking about place. Chicago again? We, well, that was yeah. Good. We, well, we can talk about Georgia. James Claiborne. Okay. Because you know the world is bigger than the country is bigger than just Chicago. Like there's a lot of black that don't live in Chicago that do. But it's the same all over the country. It's the same but there's thing. There's also James black Clyburn. communities that's not in that position. There's also black what? communities what? that's not thirty uh, fifth estate. But it's more that, that, that are. You. That's the point. But it's more that are. That's the point. No, there's not. It's, yes, it is. <laughs> what are you talking about? What percentage about? of people hey, live in poverty? To, uh, what percentage of black people get, live in poverty? Let me let me just get wow. to this this real quick because we have. I'm uh, asking the question. A what, what what percentage we, of black people live in poverty? Like twenty eight to thirty percent. Are you talking about the total wow. population of the United States? Yeah, total or, population or, of the United States. Well, well, if if it's no, okay, let's no. say thirty percent. Let that means seventy percent is not. Okay, but thirty percent. If thirty percent of the of the of the poverty in America is African American people, you're talking about no. three million people. So thirty percent of just think about those numbers. That's a thirty percent of black people live in poverty. That means seventy percent don't live okay. below the poverty okay, line. But thirty percent. Okay, so if it's so 50, trying to pretend like okay, every so black let, person is let, like Inglewood is not fair. So and it's part of the problem. Wow. So if it's if it's thirty wow. if it's if it's a hundred million black people. And 30 million of them are poor. But we're talking about That's 500 bad. million people in the United States. And we represent 30% of the poverty in the United States. You're talking about 30% of the poverty in the United States and it's 500 million people? That's a huge number. But it's like That's 22 to 25% number. of Hispanics. There's still like 18, 20% of white people, whatever it is. But I'm talking about black people. Right, but what I'm saying is, you guys are all about doom and gloom when all of no, like every no, black person facts. is not doom and gloom. Wow. When black people are progressing right. daily, more black women is graduating from college than any other ethnic group. What more black women black is opening men, businesses though? than any other ethnic group. What about just, the black so, men, though? The deal. What, gentlemen, just, let me get to a call. I got a call in, so let me get this call okay. in. Uh, seven seven three, you're in the building. Who do I have on the line? <laughs> Uh, Shannon, this is it. Oh, Shannon. Shannon, what's going on, Shannon? Oh, man. Uh, interesting conversation. Um, I see you got three scholars there. Um, I'm glad <laughs> I, 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 I chose to listen in. No, no, I'm for real. 
because, you know, uh, one of the things I say, you know, Jesse being who Jesse is, I, I never got to meet Jesse personally, but um, as you introduce him as a advocate or a provocateur, the kind of keep the going. <laughs> right. So, but 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 unfortunately, Jesse, um, you know, listening to you, you we would believe that you have had the great opportunity to sit in the Latino circle, the Jewish circle, uh, the the other white people circle, and the black circle, and say, you know what, you all can't come together and accomplish what you all want to accomplish politically. Delano had gave you great points that, well, I think I I, kind of was tuning in when the LGBT community came up, but Mm -hmm. I think the the people have been seeing over the last few years, because they have organized, Mm -hmm. they have some political juice right now, and they've been Mm -hmm. getting things that benefit them. So regardless of classes, yes, you, you talk about classes, and I agree. But black, the black population themselves are in all classes. So we still need to work on our own. You know, there's nothing wrong with working on our own. So a black agenda, I, I personally think our problem has been we have not been able to come up with an agenda at all with itself. And at times when you're organizing, you have to understand that it ain't go, you, you're, you're not going to always get what you want. But if you all are truly organizing and the majority want to go this way, and I think the Jewish populations do that. No, I don't think all of them agree with everything, but they look at the bigger picture and get stuff done instead of, you know, fighting publicly with one. So that has history shows that that has been our biggest disadvantage because I think we have had great leaders. You know, great opportunists, opportun- well, great leaders that could have led us, but those at the top in our history never really came together, never really showed unison. You know, I could bring up the minister. The minister talked about great things. I always talked about building your community, buying businesses, and doing this and doing that. But because, you know, you may have someone that disagreed with his religion back then, you know, mm-hmm. we, can't, we can't support him. So we find, we have, over the years, have found things to constantly separate us. Constantly. Mm-hmm. And we've done a great job at it. And what Wait. you're saying, Jesse, you know, mm-hmm. with, with your mind thought, I hate to say that we still have a long way to go to bring it us together because we have never been, well, let's just say repaired from mm-hmm. all of the, from, from where all we came from to this day mm-hmm. forward. And mm-hmm. that's really my comment. And we still have a long way to go because the mindset that you show, and I think you, you're from Chicago, but you're now in Wisconsin, and maybe maybe you, you know, had a childhood that you want to forget, and I would respect that because mm-hmm. everybody didn't have it good. But exactly. you still have to realize that if it comes down to it, I mean, I don't know – if, if my memory serves correct, is not that many black people in Madison. Um, well, well, I, let me just I'm say this: sure. Wisconsin yeah. is the worst place to live for black people. So racism <laughs> is very so. So it is. Yes, so it is. literally, so statistically, yes, statistically, yes, yes. Wisconsin is the and Madison is the worst place to live for poor black okay. people. So let me okay. just say so, that. So, so we deal so with racism and all of that every day. 
Right, and I'm gonna let you have it from there. So you're saying that if you all uh, were to unify and start getting politically smart and moving an agenda throughout Wisconsin, that would help the black people cause since it's the worst place for you all to live. Hmm. No, no, no. What else? Okay. Hey, and, and to be fair, Shannon, I, you know. We uh we don't see eye to eye on a lot, but I pretty much agree with everything you said. But I pretty much agree with everything. I didn't, you said. I didn't expect for you to, because I didn't agree to, with a lot that you said neither. But no, 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 no. I said I do agree. I do agree with a lot of what you said. I do agree okay. with it. Okay. I agree with a lot of what GD is saying. I also agree with a lot of Eddie is saying, and I understand everything you guys are saying. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm, what I'm saying is we also have to look at. Everybody is not living in Inglewood, so everybody don't have those same problems. Everybody don't live in Wisconsin. But like, can I, so can to I try to say, for example, my biggest concern might be, my biggest concern in the world might be that my kids get an equal education to the white kids in Madison, because we have the biggest education gap, academic gap between white and black kids. Somebody in Chicago okay. might be like, dude, I just want my kids to be able to go to school without being shot at, like. There's no way that that agenda is going to trump what my agenda is in Wisconsin. I just want to close the education gap. Somebody in Atlanta is going to have a different agenda. So trying to get on a national level of, like, agenda is just not going to work. Now, you get on local yeah. levels. Everybody should be on a local level. Like, look, well, this, is, this is what's good. Well, huh? let, me just jump, let me jump in really quick. And, Locally, and I, I mean, I have vote another. for mayor and aldermen. Yeah, I agree with that, Jesse. And, and let me go because I have another caller that's in the line. And Shannon, I'm going to keep you on. Um, I, Jesse, I do agree with you because I've, I've been in Wisconsin. My son just graduated from uh, University of Wisconsin as a player. And I, and I know he was very adamant about the race that took place in, in, um, in that town while he was on campus. So I, I definitely agree. Wisconsin, I never feel comfortable going in that state. And I, I don't know why. Hey, but I love let me get to Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> Three one four, you in the building? You know, uh, it's Pianchi calling from Midwest and South. <laughs> I agree with uh, Jesse to the point on the issue of the class. Now, I don't agree that uh, there's no ethnic groups going to cross and work for on behalf of other ethnic groups. That's not going to happen. They come here with a purpose. You got those on the far right, further on the far left, and those in the middle. There's no such thing as no black community. You got black, well, let's put it like this, no black agenda that's going to encompass the entire country because blacks are different. And all blacks are not poor. You have, you have, look at the Nigerians. Nigerians just as black as Wesley Snipe. You got first generation, second generation Nigerians here that have higher household incomes than whites do. Highest educational attainment of any ethnic group, Africans. So what are they doing right? Another thing, people do things along their interests and support those who share their values. I'm not going to support no black business or any other, but I'm not going to support a black business that turn around and donate to politicians that's passing legislation that goes against my interests. That's not going to happen. And I see a lot of that, and it don't make sense. The very politicians that you have, like John Lewis, 
for instance, there in Atlanta, is for open borders. He's for tax increases. He's anti-gun. He's for abortion. Now, when you look at those things and lay them on the table, how the heck are you going to support that politician when those things that he's pushing actually is stymieing the ability of some blacks, not all, to move forward? Mm-hmm. It don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's your name again, man? I didn't get it. My name is Pianchi. All right, I like you. know, uh, <laughs> just like well, Bernie, like, I, paid right my own, I paid for my own sibling's education. If it's $60,000 out of my pocket, I paid for it. But here's Bernie Sanders talking about giving everybody free education. How do you think I feel about that? Right. Like that. Well, well, why, you why got that Joe Biden. Did, yeah, I, I have a question why would about that. that? Be a because problem? he's going to use my money again to educate somebody else, and I had to use my own money to educate my okay. child. Now, not totally. Okay. Well, what but about we your grandchildren, about though? Would your grandchildren, great-grandchildren be covered? Would that be okay? I have one last grandson that's attending LSU. <laughs> He's an engineer. Well, I got mine. You get yours, huh? Well, his great grandchildren. Because mm-hmm. did you have a yeah. problem with us giving one point five billion dollars to save Wall Street again, and all the big bailouts, all the all the corporate welfare? The United that States might be bought. Show. The United States bought stock in major corporations like GM, which is a defense. Company, you cannot let GM go under. They bought and stock and then sold it and, and made money off, off of it. Off the backs of slaves, right? So we right. no we GM didn't make no money. Well, look, I don't want to yeah, talk about no it. slaves. We're okay. talking about okay. slaves okay. later on. All right, all right. Let's talk about slavery later on. Hold on, hold on. Just, just well, here's the point. Let me finish talking about this. Let me talk about these politicians. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Let me let me just kind of draw it back in a little bit. Um, yes. the, the initial topic for for everybody was the 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 battle of the bullet, and based off the speech from Malcolm X. Well, I'm getting ready to get um, to that. Hold on, let me finish. And and the, the status of the African American vote today. And so I know all of this is is is, is subtopics of and and they all have an effect uh, are an effect of that. But I, I want us to keep it on that because we only have about five more minutes to go. And 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 yeah, I, I'm and gonna I, be real I'm, quick, I'm, sir. I'm, I'm, uh, no, no, hold on. I'm, and, and I'm glad quick. that you called. I'm glad you called in, and so because I, I want to get back because I had my guest in, and I appreciate it. And Shannon was a bonus. I always love having uh, Galano, Jesse, and Eddie. I enjoy their commentary as, as well as Shannon, and, and um, I'm glad that you called in uh, to the show. I, I just want us to to because uh, we we press for time. So I'm gonna take it back go. to the ballot of the bullet. Let's go. Let's hear. It. Now here's the thing: you can vote for whoever you want to. I, as a business person, would buy your politicians right out from under your feet. You know why? Because you don't support their candidacy. All you do is vote. I'm not saying you directly. I'm just talking in right. general. Yeah. Blacks don't have businesses. Businesses control politics. There you go. Blacks yeah, don't have no base. viable business. I'm not talking about selling shea butter. I'm not talking about no. selling drums. Yeah. I'm talking about viable business. Now, there are some blacks that have viable business. Look at Dave Stewart. He has a, a $13 million business. I mean, $13 billion. But he donates 750000 out of his own money to the Republican Party in Missouri. Yeah. Another point. One of the reasons why you have this wealth gap is because your children are being prostituted in the public schools. 
Donald Trump said he wants school choice with vouchers for black kids. He said that his first uh, first announcement to uh, State of the Union to Congress. Your children are taking low-paying wages, uh, majors. Low-paying majors. You got history majors, psychologists, childhood. That money, that don't pay any money. You have to have what people are demanding to sell. The stems, for one, plus M is medicine. Uh, That's right. Well, let me let me That's chime right. in because I, 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 yeah, you 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 spin into a whole different right, a whole bunch of other stuff, and so uh, here, here's my closing thought. Uh, I think we need to be informed as voters is one thing uh, when it comes to voting. I think we need to vote regardless at every level because if we don't, we're going to be in trouble as people. Here's the deal that we're looking at. If we don't vote and we get another White House administration back in, we're looking at uh, judges from federal judges that will control how we do everything, uh, as well as the Supreme Court. So you can try to get all the business you want to, but you ain't going to get nothing if we don't vote and try to get uh, federal judges. And then also, Shannon, I don't believe in to the uh, caller's point about uh, – giving stuff free because that caused a dependency for the federal government. Like the caller said, you got to earn what you got. I believe in subsidizing, but a dependency on the federal government is why we in the reason we are in the position we are because of dependency. And you never have an entrepreneurship mindset because you want the federal government to give you stuff free. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, man. Uh, can I can I weigh in my last thoughts there? Yeah, go ahead because we down <laughs> right. we down a minutes, so I want to make sure. All right, you my, my last thoughts. My last thoughts is that uh, it is ridiculous to think that because the government read redistribute how they spend our tax dollars that all of a sudden it's dependency. I mean, we pay for we pay for uh, we pay for elementary school, we pay for high school. All of a sudden, you pay for college and it's socialism. You know, it's like every other country in the world that have any type of Western agenda has universal health care. America's largest economy in the world, how do you pay for it? We got people dying from, like, can't get diabetes medicine where you can go to Canada and get it as part of the government system or go to the U.K. or go to Italy or go anywhere. Except here, we have been tricked and duped by rich people to think that anything the government spends its tax dollars on, which is not the government's money, you can't say it's free when when the taxpayers are paying for it. So if we are paying, we got an eight hundred million, eight hundred billion dollar military budget, but nobody cares about that. We got troops and aircrafts all over the world. Nobody cares about that. Running up millions of dollars a day, but. Poor people got to choose between having a, a pay rent or uh, get uh, uh, medicine or go to the doctor. It's ridiculous. We're the only country, that, uh, only Western nation where that's even an issue. Yeah, people like GD continue want... to argue that. Huh? No, go Don't ahead. You, you know what? Let me I know just... you got to go. Yeah, no, no. You know what? Uh, for the people that's listening, listening in live, 
uh, we're going to go off in the next 30 seconds. So, but we'll finish up our conversation here. Maybe we'll go over maybe another five minutes and get everybody's final thoughts out of the way. I kind of want to hear what everybody has to say. I appreciate everybody for listening in to the show. Uh, make sure you tune in this Thursday uh, on the Smoking Section Podcast. We'll be on at 8 p.m. <laughs> next time, uh, 9 Eastern. Uh, I still have Shannon in the building. I, I still have Eddie in the building. So, uh, Eddie, uh, Jesse, go ahead and finish your thought. Then, Eddie, you, you. And we talk about like why we still in this position, or why we still in black people are still in this position. It is because black people are like like so many black people are waiting to do things together. Like, hey, you got to go back black. Hey, like just because one uh, Mexican come and sell tacos, don't mean he's going back go to the black community or two Mexicans go to the black community and he's taking his money back. How much money do you think he's making off selling tacos? Not that much, not to feed a whole community, you know? So what we have to do is we have to continue progressing. Like we're already are. We have to keep sending our kids to college. We have to keep or whatever they do, out of businesses, rapping, whatever they do to bring more money into our community. And you spend the money in your community. We also got to make sure that the middle class people stay out the way and shut up and let the resources go to the poor community because middle class people are always crying about me, me, me when and uh, they have a louder voice. So the resources that's most needed is not even getting to the poor people that need them the most, you know, because middle class and poor people, Black people, middle class black people, and poor black people don't have the same issues, are not facing the same demons. No matter how much we want to pretend they are, they're not. So we have to make sure the resources get to the people that need them most. And we need to be able to allow those people to make decisions. Uh, I don't know if school choices, whatever it is, but also, you know, we have to be able to allow the resources to get to the people that need them most. And we're not allowing that to happen. Because it's like, okay. oh, I'm upper class black, I need help too. No, you don't. Who needs help is the people that's making 15000 a year need the subsidies, they need this. And I, so, you know, we, we just really have to, we, we really have to make sure the resources go to where they need to go. Okay, Reggie, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, me? All right, I'm going to say this, uh, and then I'm going to end it. Uh <laughs> There is no such thing as the middle class. There's the rich and there's the poor. And I'm going to go on from there and say, uh, we talk about dependency, and that's pre- that, that is true. But at, at the end of the day, we all know this. Black people are owed. So if someone owes you, that doesn't mean I'm depending on them to do something and and give me this and I'm sitting back waiting. No. We are old. And when I say old, reparations. And when I when me personally, when I say reparations, I don't mean just a check. I mean a check, I mean education educational reparations, I mean mental health, physical health. Ed, uh, like go back to the educational gap from our communities to the suburban communities. There's a wide educational gap. What about what about the rural communities? We, we we are due black foundational black Americans in this in this country are due reparations. And again, when I say reparations, I don't mean just a check. 
I mean, we need to be given what we are owed for equality in this country, and that's in the justice system, that's economically, that's educationally, and all the way around. And I'm going to end it on that. And, and you I, know, I, we got to stop thinking gonna, all black people are like doing their Well, let me just yeah. say this, and I, I, I want to thank you all for, for, for coming in. And, and, man, this has been, this has been really good. Right. And um, I think we're going to have to, we gotta have to do this again um, and because we were just warming up. We were just getting heated up. So we need so to yeah, I'm this, coming uh, to Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Shannon. Let, let's see. Yeah, because I, I can say, uh, right, this 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 was great. And, I, and once again, I'm glad I picked up the phone and saw it and, and chimed in. Um, I didn't think by the end of, of this session that me and Jesse would actually agree on some things. And that basically disagreeing with Delano in regards to the government and how they should support us since our tax dollars support the government. Uh, just because, right. just because, you know, um, you know, what, what, what brother Ed talked about reparations. Yes. You know, we got to look at the real prepared. We haven't been repaired uh, since um, the Oklahoma bombings when they, when they, when they bombed and took us from us. We had to deal uh, uh, grandparents dealing with Jim Crow. So this has always been an unequal system that yes. a lot of blacks had to endure. And before that time, I'll just remind Galano, we were more entrepreneurial spirit because yes. during segregation, we had to support one another. We was all that we had. So yep. to say that if the government give us what is due, or, you know, what we paid into the government of some of it back, um, a lot of us don't won't become dependent on just getting a monthly check. Um, those that have worked and retired after 40 years and getting Social Security, you know, that's what they do. But you give a person and a 30, 40, 50 who, who probably already have an entrepreneurial spirit or, or open up the access of line of credit as they have done our white counterparts. You know, access. Uh, the, the redlining, you know, exactly. So, um, and, and one thing that we have come far that we don't have time to sit and complain about it, we try to keep moving the ball forward. But I refuse to forget what my people been through. I refuse yes. to just forget like it didn't happen. Because yes. if, you, if, you know, once again, if you forget that it happened, it would continue to happen over and over again. So that's what's important also, Jesse, about a black agenda. If I can say this real quick, um, it, there's a difference between reparations and what Bernie is saying, health well, care for all. He's talking about illegal immigrants and everybody up on in the moon. Yeah, he's talking about, about illegal immigrants. So what? I'm talking Let's... about reparations for what? black folks. I'm for that. How does that hurt you? All this other stuff that people ain't did nothing and ain't even been here. One generation well, in cool. this darn country Who and cares? getting free stuff. And then well, me, I do cannot. because, Hold on, because let me, let me just say I, if, I, if my relatives if my relatives got to stand behind the line at Cook County Hospital behind an illegal immigrant and, and ain't paid no taxes, I got a problem with that. 
I agree with reparations. As long as your taxes don't, don't go up, why do you care? Where. So let me, let, me, let me say this. Cause to, me, to me, we put the cart before the horse because we ain't even got there yet. But understanding, Galato, you understand better than most of us how politics work. That's what your House and your Senate can stop that from happening. We've seen that with Obama. We had some great ideas, but it got watered down when it came to actually passing. So, and, and, and I think you the brain, let's people look at the being policies. selfish. Let's look at the policies that, what? and the person. Yes, self-Jesus Christ. Dude, healthcare should be like a universal rate, not like, oh my God, we're giving you healthcare. Like what? Like you should but, have but a right I, to see a doctor. I don't care where you were born, where you live, what can, country you in. You should, if you can, get can sick, say, you should I have a right more, to see a doctor. Can I say one more thing, please? Yeah. Can yeah, I say yeah, one more Eddie, thing? Yeah. Hold hold on one second. Let, let me just kind of tie in a little, Jesse and, I, and Shannon. I hear both of you all, but let me say something to you. Right. Uh, to, to both of you all, your tax base, where you live in your home. Uh, if you mm-hmm. you're a homeowner and you're paying for uh, your kids' education in the community that you live in, and every year you have to pay that money, uh, then you have somebody who sneaks in. Okay, can you hear me now? If, if you have somebody who break who 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 doesn't live in the district but wants to benefit from the education that you pay for out of your pocket, and it's a nice penny, do you think that's you think that's fair? I'm, I'm, just I'm fine with general. that. I, I would not care if a kid get an education. Like that does not oh, bother me. Like, God. oh my God, he's getting an education what? that I have to pay for. Go ahead, get what? an education. Become self sufficient. How does that hurt me that a kid is getting an education? Can I, can, go ahead, can I, can Eddie, Brown. Eddie Brown. Go ahead. Eddie, go uh, ahead. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to simplify this. So, black <laughs> Americans, black Americans have been in this country since after the slave ships landed over here. And, and this country wasn't a country until we built it, right? Okay. So if, That's right. how is it that hundreds of years later, we're still the lowest on the totem pole? So you're going to We know how Jim Crow, slavery, no, no, c- c- we know how. Exactly, exactly. So you're telling me that if the majority – which they say is in this but country. But not all is, black people is, are the Lord's on the totem pole. Can I speak? Do you can think Jay-Z and Beyonce or Oprah are the Lord's on the totem pole? Can I speak? That's a small percentage, Let them finish, bro. Just... That is a very small percentage, bro. So you mean to tell me that the majority that they say is in this country are white people, if they already have 20 bucks, the Mexicans have, say, 10 Black people have 30 cents. The way Bernie is coming across, if we give everybody 20 bucks, where does the, where does the gap close? Because I'm doing something for everyone. That is not the how Bernie still, is coming across. The gap still remains. Anytime that people uh, mention reparations to Bernie, he looks like he gets offended about it, and he says, oh, "Any no, no, politician, he, even Obama, no, no, didn't believe no. in reparations." So that, that's a ridiculous argument. But but but, 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 but let's see. But 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 let's let, let's scale back to Obama. Obama isn't necessarily a foundational Black American either. His mother was white. Hello. His oh, father was Kenyan. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh. His mother was Hello. white. His father is Kenyan. 
He de- foundational black Americans built oh. this country. Period. Facts. So if, if if you want to close the racial wealth gap in this country and you're serious about it, you have to give us what we are owed. That's not gonna happen. And I'm not so saying. Longest... And, 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 no, no. See, you're saying it's not gonna happen. It may not happen. It's but that doesn't happen. stop. That should that. But that shouldn't stop us from pressing for. And that's where the ballot or the bullet comes into play. No, no, no. I'm just not going to go out. I'm just not going to go out and vote just to vote or vote because you're a Democrat or vote. Just you have to have specific agendas for black folks to close the gap in this country that we built because we are old. So are you are you going to vote? I want to go back to JT's uh, comment about. Uh, the tax dollars, community, school funding. And I was going to say this. I, I, I think that's one of the, the, the that's one of the ones we, we've been hoodwinked or set up to do that. I don't know if all states fund their schools on property taxes, but just think about it, JT. If it wasn't based on tax dollars or the community, and if every school had, you know, the same resources, the education we 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 probably would definitely have more graduates. We have more educated people, more vocational uh, skilled people coming out of school, and we probably have less crime. So right. that system to be set up that way, it it is it's still it, it's not really fair, you know, because you can live in a nice community or have a three four hundred thousand dollar house and a hundred fifty thousand dollar house, but. Why? Why is the school that much better when there's when most of the school is still public funded? Well, here, here's a good example in Madison with the school academic gap. Here's a perfect example. We have four schools. They, all you go to school, whatever school you want, and we have black kids, white kids, Asians, Hispanics. We have them all at every school. There's no black school or white school like we had in Chicago. So there's kids of all nationalities at every school. Black kids has like an attendance rate of like 89%. White kids, 96%, and everybody else is 94, 93. That's the biggest attendance gap in the country. It's also the biggest academic gap in the country. We don't relate that to it because we're like, well, you know, Madison just have racist schools. Although both of my girls go to school in Madison, and and most people I know who's black kids, do well at Madison, but we have a lot of poor black kids here, and they don't go to school. So the education gap between the white and black kids is huge. We blame it on the school system because we're like, you guys are not educating black kids, right? But we never look at the fact that they go to school 89% of the time. We never look at that. We just look at it like, hey, we must not be teaching black kids right in the Madison schools. Never mind the fact that they don't come. Hold on, hold on, gentlemen. Let, let me jump in real quick because we, we, our time is is fast. Uh, first of all, yeah, I want to <laughs> yeah, thank we you all for, yeah, I want to thank you all for being in on the show. We got to do a part two, so we'll do a part two, and and I'll ask you uh, ask you all to participate as well. I want to thank anybody that's listening. Now we're, we're into our overdrive section, so we appreciate you for listening. Follow our uh, Facebook page, The Smoking Section Podcast. We talk about a lot of different subjects. We talk about sports. We talk about politics. We talk about relationships, health, uh, you name it. So we also talk about smoking. It's 
cigars and whatever else you partake in um, on, on here. So um, I appreciate y'all. Hey, man, uh, I'll, I'll hit you all up. But uh, hey, a lot of good information in from all this. you brothers. Yes, no doubt. Um, Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, um, we're podcasting. And so you can tune in and you follow our show on this page. But uh, I appreciate you all. All right, you cut off, so I think uh, we got cut off. <laughs> <laughs>